This podcast is a part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. So hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of 1801 Live. Um, as always, my name is Hannah and I'm the host this year. But today we have a group of students that form a team that is competing in the Bateman case study competition. More to come about what that entails, their experiences, and how you all can hopefully get involved next year if this is up your alley. But before we get into all that, I would just like it if everyone could introduce themselves and give a little brief description about who you are, what makes up your background. And we can start with Allie. Hey, thank you, Hannah. Um, I'm Allie. I'm a senior PR major. Um, I am in ROTC here. I'm in Army ROTC, so that takes up a lot of my time. Um, but yeah, so mostly PR. Bateman team's been really great. And um, yeah, so that's me. Perfect. And then Contessa. Hey there, my name is Contessa Davis. I am a senior public relations major um, with a minor in leadership studies. Um, some things I'm involved with on campus, I'm the press secretary for HANA. Um, I'm also a University 101 peer leader. And yeah, I think that's it for right now, as far as I can remember. And then last but not least, HANA. Hi, I'm Hannah O'Toole. I'm a senior public relations major. Um, on campus, I'm in FIMU uh, sorority. I am in student government on the president's office, and I am in uh, the Carolina Agency, which is a P full functioning PR agency inside of the J School, in addition to Bateman. Y'all, I don't know how I forgot to mention this, but I'm literally the president of Public Relations Student Society of America as well. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. We have president, we have involvement, we have the whole nine, ROTC, love the diversity. Okay, but what is the Public Relations Student Society of America? Let's start there, what is that? So PRSSA is kind of like a branch underneath the Public Relations Society of America, which is the largest organization for public relations practitioners in America. So the student chapter prepares students to go from the collegiate level to the professional society post-graduation and basically just prepares them for a career in public relations, whether that be agency or corporate, and then fashion, entertainment, government, all different sectors. And then and that is the Bateman competition. And so explain a little bit about what the Bateman entails um, and specifically what you all are doing at the team. Yeah, so the Bateman competition is very elite in the sense that um, four to six members are selected after an interview process in the fall semester of that year um, to participate on the team. It's actually um, a case study competition that allows PR students to put on an entire public relations campaign. Um, it starts out in the fall semester, they announce um, the client and the topic of that year. So last year in 2020, the topic was the US Census Bureau and they were the client. So that's what they did. And this year, the client is actually PRSA and the topic was civility and public discourse and public relations professionals promoting that. Um, so that's how we got there. So this timeline wise goes from pretty much September of 2020 to 
March. Um, in January, we had our research phase. Our implementation phase began on February 8th and we wrap up next week on March 8th for our implementation. And then we'll be gathering all, all of our materials together to formulate our campaign book, which we will submit to PRSA or PRSSA. And then um, should we make it to the top three finalists, we would continue to work on our materials and then we would present sometime in late April to beginning of May. Oh, wow, that is a lot. Okay. And so for the big prize, since this is a competition, since you get to work with like high-end clients, is it like a job? Is it like just the recognition of this is a nationwide competition? If you win the bait, I mean like you're that person in PR or what exactly are the prizes um, for who wins? So um, it's kind of a little bit of a gray area. There is like a monetary prize, but it really has a lot less to do with that and more to do with like the recognition that like the school and the team gets. Uh, there aren't a lot of PR Bateman teams out there. Um, schools really, it's like, because it's such a competitive competition, not a lot of schools partake in it. So by saying that you're winning, like you are the best of the best, like you get to like really carry that through you and uh, through your career, especially becoming a professional right out of college. It would be a really great thing to like add to your resume and have that experience of like, not only just having the line on your resume, but also being able to say like, I successfully put on a campaign that did this well. It's a really like great notch in your belt to say like, hey, like I actually know what I'm doing. And like, this is a profession that I can excel in. Another thing to go off of what Hannah said, um, we're also allocated a $300 budget and um, various in-kind donations. So it really challenges groups to be creative, think outside the box and think of ways that you can successfully stand out um, with only having a limited amount of resources, especially with us being in a pandemic now. And for this, is it specific to you have to be a PR major in order to apply or are all majors welcome? Um, so traditionally in the past, it has been a majority of PR majors, but by no means is it uh, exclusive to that. Um, PR campaigns is the class that we use in the fall to plan. And uh, historically, I know last year they had a bunch of advertising students that took the class in the fall to help with the research and kind of more um, like outwardly facing research uh, perspective. And so advertising students have a lot of great experience in that. So they've been on the team before in the past. Um, in past years, they've had visual communication students who help us with graphics and videos and stuff like that. This year just happens to be the five of us as PR majors. Okay, cool. And then knowing that you guys had to go through an interview process in order to become a team, how is that dynamic as a team? Was it kind of interesting? You all just coming together being chosen to be together did it like first day knocked it off great best friends how was that dynamic in order to work and collaborate together I would actually love to touch on this um because I joined the team late and Contessa and Hannah like you guys feel free to jump in on this um but I got called onto the team late to fill in um a spot that had opened up and so I was like super intimidated and like I knew that these girls have been like working really hard and I was coming in late and I was like, oh my gosh, like, how's this gonna go? And then I remember being super intimidated at first, but I have honestly like loved working on this team and bet like being in this environment, um, I haven't had like a lot of internship experience outside of this. So like hopping on this campaign with a bunch of like 
top-notch like kick-ass women who have just been like tackling this campaign has been so awesome to work with and like seeing all of our different strengths and weaknesses like pull in together has been so incredible like it's been one of my favorite team like group working environments in a pandemic working on a group project and other classes like can be so brutal and painful but like we get together in a classroom three times a week and we chug stuff out and I've loved it so much. I also want to say that it was so crazy to me just seeing from the beginning day one how everything came together. It started out with the campaigns class like Hannah mentioned and what she did not mention was the fact that even in the Bateman team we were separated. So our professional advisor slash professor she actually had two different groups and we had one group I was in this group three of us that were just focusing on um, public relations professionals we were going to tackle that aspect do the research for that. And then Hannah and three other people who are no longer on the team were doing research for U of SC campus, trying to target students in the Columbia area. So while all of this was going on, we were in our separate groups with people that are no longer on the team. Then we December came around, we presented what we had in the class format. And then after that, some people dropped off, Hannah merged and Allie was introduced. We had another teammate, Olivia, who came late because she was on another entire project in the campaigns class. So I just wanted to preface, preface that with saying it was very chaotic in the beginning and we did not have our finalized team until January of this year. And then once we came back, we pretty much had to hip Allie to everything that we had done in the fall. And then somehow she was able to absorb all of this like a sponge and we were able to get to where we are now. And I just think it's amazing that our team dynamic has been able to be so strong with so many different changes. Like we never, we weren't together in the beginning. We did not come together as a team until January. I'm sorry, Hannah, I know that you took your- um... Oh, I was just gonna say, it was definitely interesting. Like I, like it was, cause we all have such different skill sets, but also we're working on such different projects in the fall that like the, people that I was working with aren't on the team any longer and so I came in like almost like a new person because like I literally had not interacted with the other side of our Bateman competition team so like Contessa, Olivia, Stephanie like I hadn't spoken to probably the entire semester and then we rolled up in December and they were like you're a team now we're like all right like I guess we're gonna go with this but it's been it's like only in-person class and it's by far like the best group of people that we could have in a room together like we like crank out work. We're there. Like we're supposed to only be there for 50 minutes. I don't think we've ever actually just been there for 50 minutes, but it's definitely been a really great experience to work with like a very like broad spectrum of skills in a group of people. And it's made our campaign go really successfully. And from all of these compartments, I'm trying to understand the class and then the Bateman. So there's two, there's a bunch of different compartments that different people are working on. And then you guys come together to make one big campaign, correct? Yeah, so in the fall, we, because we have like two different audiences that we're trying to target, so like students and PR professionals, and rather than try to like have everyone multitask, our professor had us split into two groups um, and do research and like plan separately for them. And then the plan was for us all to come together in the spring and work together. And just because of people choosing not to come back, um, we instead 
kind of had to piecemeal a team together, but it ended up working really well because we were able to represent the different groups that we had researched in the fall semester. Um, so it worked out really well. And for these different parts, so it's research, it's plan, it's implementation. What would you say for each one of you all is your favorite part of the process of creating a PR campaign? It's the implementation for me because I feel like the research phase went on for so long. And personally speaking, I feel like being there since day one, ever since we were introduced to the topic mid-September, early October, you know, civility was something that was so broad, something so difficult for me to wrap my head around. And I, at the time, I wasn't feeling motivated about it. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know what angle we're going to take. And just going from there to doing interviews with different people, speaking to a lot of people, to us just having an aha moment and just being like, okay, this is it. This is exactly what we want to do. This is where we see this going. And then us actually taking the steps to do what we plan to me is very gratifying. And it just goes to show that you can be a college student and get so much accomplished. Like it doesn't really matter. You know, if you put your mind to it, especially if you have multiple heads coming together, it's amazing the kind of work that you're able to produce. So for me, implementation. Yeah, I think Contessa hit it on the head. Like it's definitely implementation. I remember like we had the day of January 8th, right? It was like when we were February 8th. Yeah, yeah. February eighth so, is when we started implementation. Yeah. So literally twenty days. Let's 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 talk about that. Twenty days in the shortest month of the year. Yeah, I remember sitting there like itching, like waiting for implementation because we had all this stuff. We had finally wrapped our head around it. We were excited when we had like our rant slash brainstorm session, like session where we got our campaign and we were just like, yes, like let's go, we're ready. So it's definitely always implementation. It's great like making the content and then seeing people react and respond to it and like actually getting out there and seeing all of your work like come to fruition and stuff is definitely like the most satisfying part of the whole process. I'm definitely a nerd. I love the planning part. Um, it's definitely comes from like, I have mostly done like agency experience. And so agency experience is mostly planning. So like writing the strategic plan for me was like the most satisfying thing ever. Cause like once we actually came up with our campaign and had this like wonderful brainstorm session um, and like kind of figured it all out, it was so easy to take our campaign and like figure out what we wanted to do with it. And so for me, like, I love the implementation, but for it's much more rewarding to see your strategy come to fruition with the implementation. So I think I like the strategy part a little bit more. And I will also add that I'm a very competitive person as well. So it's like going through, like, as we, these weeks have been going by, we've been doing our stuff. We've been trying to see what other teams have been doing. Um, I always am the one to tell my, um, our team, like, you know, don't worry about what the other person is doing because, you know, we can only focus on ourselves. And I personally feel so confident about what we're doing and the ideas that we have and have produced that I'm not, I'm not worried about other people, you know, I'm excited for us and what we're doing. So now let's get into civility and digital civility. So, and I know, um, Katessa, you mentioned even at the beginning, just off of knowing the title, what didn't really attach to you uh, first off. And so now going through this, you can even see the passion of, yes, I'm excited when we tell you about it. So um, could y'all just talk a little bit about that process of getting from, okay, this is our topic to, this is our topic, like, let me tell you that process. And then we'll go into a little bit about what civility is after that. 
Um, so I, this was probably like my favorite class we've had all semester. Um, we were kind of sitting around and like, you could tell it was like one of the first classes this semester. We were all sitting around and like, we really hated the topic. Like we really were not motivated at all. Like we came into class every day and being like, this is like, this is painful. And we started talking. I remember bringing up Yik Yak and being like, do you guys remember like people used to say like the worst things on Yik Yak and like Ask FM and stuff like that, that like we grew up with were because it just allowed you to say stuff anonymously. And we started just like go, kind of going on a tyrant about how like digital civility is just like everything we were taught like about cyberbullying. Like it cyberbullying is a lesson on digital civility and like how to remain civil online and like how to respect each other. And after talking about that, we realized that like people have kind of like moved past for the most part, like these kind of face-to-face -face confrontations and brought everything to social media. And the more we dug into that kind of trench, we learned that like, we were a lot more passionate about it because it's something that affects us in our day-to-day -day lives a lot more, but also it was something that had a lot more data to pack, back it up and a lot more angles that we could take. And I think it inspired a lot of our campaign and like why we are so passionate about it. Sorry, I saw Jesse put your um, mic off, but no, from, I didn't even think of it like that as far as the connection from cyber bully and just the act of cyberbullying is just basically disregarding digital civility. Um, I actually even like did some research myself when I read the topic. I'm like, I have to research up on this because what is this? You know, like what when we we don't really relate it to our day to day, it really does impact everything you do. I mean, we're connected to our phone, social media, emails, um, you name it. Um, but specifically, what is or how? did you all go about kind of having these aha moments and using your PR campaign to allow every person who connects with your campaign to have that aha moment as well? Are there any tactics or strategies? Or, and you can tell me, I know you haven't started yet, so I don't know if the secret, you don't want the secrets to be out, so please let me know if I'm getting too deep. No, you're definitely not getting too deep. Um, let me think. I remember like after this conversation that Hannah just brought up, we were all sitting, we were excited. We were like, okay, like we got to think of something. And then I guess what stood out to all of us and how like Stephanie just came up with like on the line, you know, what's on the line, your reputation, your career, your future, unity, and then being online as in digitally. So when, you know, she said that it was just like, everybody took off, we got so excited. And then I guess what stood out to us was everything that on the line represents is something that everyone can relate to, whether you're a student in college, whether you're a young child, whether you are an older PR professional, or you're just getting started in the industry, like, our campaign represents something that applies to every individual. And we also wanted to kind of take it as a part of the pandemic as well, because with everything going to a remote um, scenario, you're probably not going to be able to confront things the same way that you would beforehand. And even if you are, the likelihood of it being that way is slim to none now with everything changing. So we felt like this could best be adapted in no matter what scenario you're in and no matter what you represent. Like we're all humans, we all have to work, we all have to survive and coexist with one another. So we felt like it was a no brainer and something that we could easily promote. And how do you, this is for, I me mean, so you mentioned Hannah, like Ask FM. 
the first thing that came to my mind on your explanation was Twitter. So, I mean, with no surprise, like from politicians all the way to just regular students and people, what is the line between expressing how you feel or your opinions and just crossing the line of not enhancing digital stability? You know what I'm saying? I know like Twitter is a platform that's known for you to have the comfort and space to share your opinions, whatever that may be. But where is that line balance of, okay, respect and, you know, show digital stability? And I know even, it doesn't even have to be about anything about like politics, but even if someone posts a picture, we all see pictures get just a bunch of comments that are somewhat mean, you know? And so how, how have you guys, or have you guys analyzed that in your project? Yeah, so I think that's a really good point because like that, like everything is on the line, but that line itself can kind of be gray sometimes. Like treating other people with respect, I think is something that seems very obvious and straightforward when you're like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna like do these courtesies that I've like grown up with and stuff like that. But um, something that we've tried to really encourage and promote through our campaign is like, prioritizing your community and the person on the other side like above your opinions and it's not that your opinions don't matter but it's that your opinions matter just as much as this other person because they have this story too and so like we want to have these conversations but we want to have it in a way that encourages everyone to have their voice be heard so that we can move forward together um, I don't know if anyone else wants to hop on and kind of build on that but I think it's been really hard to kind of define that line about like hey what did digital stability isn't, but it is kind of hard to define sometimes what it is because it is more than just like being polite. And I think that that comes with kind of instilling in people that like, I'm gonna prioritize the human on the other side of the screen and not forget like who I'm talking to and what the ultimate goal is of having this conversation. Yes, and um, going off of what Ali said, our goal here is to inform and to encourage and promote. We are not trying to change people's ideals because We've seen in the past that you can say as many things as you want to say, but that doesn't mean that you're going to change someone's behavior. We're trying to inform our audiences so that they want to take it the extra step upon themselves to take our civility pledge, to take the extra step to breathe before they just comment or say something to someone. We just want people to change their thinking and kind of be more cautious about what they're doing and how it affects them. That's why we um, focus heavily on like the repercussions of what happens when you're uncivil. Because when you're just saying to someone, oh, please be civil, please do this, but you're not attaching any consequence to it, then it's easy to let it go. But if you say, okay, these are the things that are at stake when you're not doing this, this is what your future looks like when you are uncivil, then it actually, you know, has that reverse psychology effect of making people think, okay, let me rethink what I'm doing and how it's going to affect me, my future, my family before I do something. And for some of you guys that you're touching on different markets, but how was the market segmentation for you all? So I know specifically, Contessa, you told me about Generation Z, which makes sense especially for digital stability but is that your market and how did you go about touching unique individuals within that with a big market within that market segment of generation z so gen z was going to be one of our target audiences because that is us 
And, you know, if we're going to be promoting to anyone, I feel like we can best relate to our peers because we are in that generation. So, you know, Gen Z being our audience, we are the people that are going into the workforce in these next coming years. So I think it was very prevalent to make them a priority and to actually inform them because we have been the guinea, pig, the guinea pigs for the social media era. So I feel like we are the most prone to not only be stuck in our ways, but also change. I feel like we have the potential to really reverse the behavior and the error of our ways that we have seen in the past. And that's why Gen Z has been a big target for us. But we also focus on PR professionals because we are communicators. And we in the communications industry, like we do have a responsibility to prioritize civility and also let other people know in a way that isn't so complex how they can do it too. And when I say PR professionals, that can be somebody that's like us just coming out of college, or that can be somebody that's been in the game 30 plus years. So we're all going to have to adapt to this post pandemic era and still going through it now. And it's either evolve with the times or just get stuck in the past. So this applies not only to our generation, but every working individual that's in the industry that's gonna keep up. And so what are y'all's like few tips as far as, and I know you mentioned like just solely informing and also informing about the effects that they choose, whether to practice digital stability or not. Um, but is there an aspect of tips on if they want to, how to go about that or how to just even have that intentional mindset in everything they do and communicate specifically online? Yeah, so um, we were lucky enough, we got to present to SLDC and we had a lot of uh, information that we provided to people on like tips and tricks to make sure you're remaining civil online. I think one of the biggest ones that like I like to tell people is like when you're directing a comment, it shouldn't be at an individual, um, like necessarily like when you're responding to a tweet, like don't tweet at the person and say like, I disagree with like your views. It's like, I disagree with that view or like you can disagree and we're not telling people not to engage in civil discussion online, but it's the keyword is there is civil. So reminding people to like take a breath before you tweet, like remember that there's a person on the other side of the screen, um, kind of decide maybe if it's worth uh, kind of engaging this conversation. Is it gonna be healthy for you? Is it gonna be healthy to like put that out in the, uh, into the internet and like let people see that? Cause like those, regardless of why you're tweeting at someone you can still like get repercussions or like responding to a comment you can still like have repercussions for your actions i know that Contessa, uh, ali and contessa definitely have stuff to add yeah in addition to what hannah said we also one of our main plans in the general strategic plan was to make a civility guide and toolkit module for different audiences that we wanted to hit so for the school audience um for college students we want to have programming that's similar to alcohol edu and sap edu something that's informative but not as long as a semester long class something that can inform and get students attention but not take up too much time um, i've also been speaking with um, university 101 program directors about different ways we can implement in u101 and edlp classes just little things like that that can help guide student leaders because if you're at the top and you're over an organization, you need to set the tone, you need to set the standard, and that's what we're going for. As far as PR professionals, the toolkit and civility module for that would look different because you're in the workforce. So obviously what you are going to do as a student and what you're gonna do as a working professional 
are going to look different, but there's still some fundamental um, guidelines that are still the same throughout all of the modules. I love that. Yeah, and on top of everything that they've said, I think the most important thing that like, I think I've really realized about all this, like, because I think we're all learning too as we've gone through this, but um, it's just that it's a group effort, right? Like if you're talking with someone online, um, I've listened to a couple of different podcasts that have like addressed this issue because it's a national issue that everyone's feeling. And something that one of the commentators had said on the podcast was like, by the time like you're engaging with someone else, like they've already had this own conversation in their head with themselves. And they're already like, they've already come to like terms with what they're thinking. Like at the end of the day, like you're not going to change this person's mind, but at the end of the day, like it's also your responsibility to come together and work together because if one person is being civil and the other person isn't you're still not going to see that progress so it's about everyone coming together and everyone taking part um, to be a part of this initiative and we by no means are promoting sugarcoating or you know like Ali said earlier just being nice to be nice that is definitely not the goal we are simply trying to change the way that we communicate and we interact with one another and that's exactly why we also are tapping into the idea of cancel culture, because when you just cancel a human being, you're removing the opportunity to have productive conversation. And you're also taking away the opportunity for them to be accountable, for them to own up to their own actions and instead disappear from the face of the earth or whatever public figure life they had. So we really want to encourage the way we go about conversation and just change that dynamic so it's not putting someone down or just removing that dialogue look I did not even know like I saw the topic Contessa I'll be honest you reached out to me and I'm like okay like Contessa always knows what she's talking about so yes we're gonna make an episode when I tell you I learned so much and you guys just like put pieces together even in this conversation um this I mean this has been well informing at least for me and so I know even after this I'm about to promote this um because I think this is important that like you said like this should be up to the standard of alcohol edu like this should be a given and it's kind of hard sometimes to where you think and I know one of you all mentioned it of like just be nice like it's that simple but now 2021 it's just so complex of everything is sensitive at this point and so just how do you communicate and be unapologetic with yourself while also not offending everyone you communicate with that might have different views. Um, but with that, I just wanna end with a few reflective type of questions. So first, what has been the most beneficial um, part about this, being a part of a team, being a part of the Bateman's competition, and what is probably the best thing that you believe that you're gonna take with you in your careers and PR um, from being a part of this project? Well, what I'm going to take with me is that the sky is definitely not the limit. Um, we have seen throughout our campaign that you literally can do anything that you put your mind to, even with setbacks, even with disadvantages, even with us being in a pandemic. We have been able to sit and think and stretch our brains and really think about different ways we can creatively bring all these different groups together and talk about this complex topic, but break it down in a sense to where anybody can understand, even, even elementary um, school children. So I think I've definitely expanded my ability to think and be creative. And I've also loved the teamwork aspect because it's constant checking in, it's picking up where somebody else may be lacking, it's being understanding, understanding that we are all heavily involved 
and we all have to multitask and we can help each other when we see somebody else down. So for me, it's been a support group. It's also been a friend group. And I'm so glad that I was introduced to these people before I leave because it's been a short time for me. I've only been here three years. So I'm really thankful that I was able to work with these people before I left. Yeah, I think it's, I, this experience for me has been really eye-opening to like the level of teamwork that is like there is a potential for. And I think in the past, I haven't utilized a team as much as this team ha- like has been because we all rely on each other so much. And it's been a great experience for us to like be together. And everyone here is so hardworking. And I've just been made such like great, like not only like professional relationships, but like friendships, like through sitting in this classroom for like hours on end. So it's been really great. Yeah, I think uh, both of them like already really hit it on the nose. I think like the beauty of our group is how different we all are and how we had all come together with such different backgrounds. And like, I think that really does encompass like what's going on in the world. Like, I feel like our team has encompassed what like civility is because we are all so different. We have all these different backgrounds. Like, um, I know that like within our group, like we share different beliefs and thoughts and opinions on things, but yet like we all have come together behind like this force and have worked together and have never had any issues. Um, And I just like, what I love so much about this group is that I think we really do like encompass what we have created. And we like, it's been an environment to like practice what we are preaching and like hearing each other's uh, like opinions and thoughts on things as like other events have unraveled in the world. And that's been so like eye opening to me. Um, I think with some of my experience and the way that I was raised, like I was encouraged to not have these conversations and that it was better to just not talk about it. Um, And like being with this, like this group of girls and being on this team and working on this campaign, like I have learned that having these conversations is important and that like, it is important to put your neck out there and to have like, like a strong back, but a soft front, right? So like stand up for yourself and have your beliefs because that's important and that's who you are. But when you are engaging, like have a soft front so that you can have these conversations. And like that carries over into everything that you do, whether you're checking out the grocery store or a group project, or like if you're run, like doing a political campaign, like it is all encompassing. And um, it really boils down to like your character and who you are. And I've just been so impressed with the character that I've seen with the people that I've worked with and then the response that we've gotten from it. Yes. And I just want to say Stephanie Justice, Olivia Dodds, we love you. And yes. And I mean, even just hearing you guys talk about each other, I know that you all came together as a team in order to create a PR campaign for the public, but even just getting a little bit to hear about the inside and just how you all work together, it's really within you all practicing action. So action speak louder than words and what you put out, but it really goes to show that it's embedded in even how you interact with each other. And I mean, arguably would argue that this part of how you guys work together, even as a team, is just as impactful as what you'll put out for hundreds or thousands to see about your PR campaign. Because once you leave, once you graduate, you're still going to have these connections. Still remember the Bateman competition and remember that although you all are very different, you all came together in order to also enlighten others, specifically Generation Z students um, or Generation Z members to practice digital stability. So with that, I only have one more question left, and that is to the future students that are wanting to follow in your shoes what is the best advice you would give to them as far as just 
whether it's going and getting involved in the Bateman competition or just even going after that project, a big project or a big, um, a big deal situation for them, whatever career they might be in. Um, I, I know this sounds like super cheesy, but, um, I remember like freshman year hearing about the Bateman team and like, I was like, oh, like, that'd be so cool. Like, I'd love to do that. And then I saw the applications roll around and I was like, I don't have the experience for this. Like, not me, no way. And then Professor Davis had pulled me in later and I'm so glad she did. But like, I almost missed out on this because I like doubted what I was capable of and what I brought to the table. And like, I think that, um, like, yes, like, there are a lot of, um, like, everyone on this team has a lot of experience. It's a lot different than mine. But like, while that makes them different, that also makes me different. And I definitely like was really hesitant to get involved with this and almost missed out because I like doubted what I brought to the table. So I would just encourage people to like, yes, while what everyone else has is really great to look at what you have and what you bring to the table and focus on that when you walk in the room and have that confidence behind you. The advice that I would give in regards to Bateman and any big um, project that you have to work on is try to get started as soon as possible, because I feel like me personally, I'm a procrastinator. I know other people are procrastinators, and it's not that I mean to be. It's just sometimes, you know, you don't have the most creative ideas when it's needed or, you know, when you want it to come and you can't really control that. But I think if you have the ability, you're already kind of thinking about ideas, it's good to go ahead, jot those down because this month has gone by so fast. And I feel like if we could have did it all over again in January, as soon as we came up with like our plan and our ideas I would have been way more proactive about getting certain things done. So we could have gone even bigger and larger than what we currently are doing, which I'm still proud of the work that we have done. But just, you know, if you could tell your younger self, like if you knew then what you know now, uh, yeah, just work on it as soon as possible. I really like love everything that was said. I think the biggest thing would be to plan accordingly and do a lot of the front loading. Um, because you'll thank yourself so much because a lot of things come up during the implementation period that you're just like, wow, like this could have got done earlier and we could have done a hundred other things. And rather and rather than stressing yourself out during implementation, you can just really be focused on the work. And so for Fruity Bateman teams, I'm gonna hopefully see them do a lot of front loading, a lot of planning in the fall to kind of better set themselves up for the spring. But also don't get it twisted because you know we're putting the J school on the map. So yes, on that note, on the line, get into it, sign our digital civility pledge. And yeah, I also want to go ahead and put it out there that we are in the works of getting a civility day recognized in Columbia. And yeah, stay tuned. Wow, wait, you just dropped that and left us hanging. Like, let's talk about, okay, I know that was my last question, but just a brief description if you have any more insight about the Civility Pledge, a few about what it entails, how can people sign it, and then if you have any more information about the Civility Day, um, just share a little bit of that. And I know that you said that's in the works, so if it's not, that's fine, but you just dropped like holiday and the pledge. Thank you all. <laughs> yes, so I'll let y'all talk about the pledge, but I'll talk about our proclamation. So we've been in regular contact with um, Mayor Benjamin's communications director, and we actually have drafted up a proclamation for a day of civility um, set scheduled for March the 7th. 
um, not to interfere with um, National Women's Day. But um, yeah, March 7th is the day. And on this day, we just put in the proclamation that we that everyone is going to recognize like what's on the line with digital civility. They're gonna think twice about their conversations that they have online and the way they interact with people. And they're just gonna take that day as a time to reflect and be productive and have those conversations um, with the people around them. So I'm super excited about that. As far as our civility pledge, we have been tabling at Soda City. We plan on tabling at Green Street and yeah, we have over 350 plus signatures, but we are not done. We are nowhere near close. We are continuing to promote our pledge, which again, just describes that you will be productive um, in your conversations that you have both in person and online, because we don't want to lose that. While we are focusing on digital civility, it's both in person and online. And just that you're going to do your part and not only um, hold other people accountable, but hold yourself accountable. And to your point, I know you mentioned like not to interfere with like International Women's Day, but I think it goes hand in hand, like show respect, have communication, see everyone as an equal, no matter what their opinions are, no matter what their background is, man or woman. And it's International Women's Day. I feel like it just enhances what the day already is. But um, that is amazing. Like. You guys, I don't even know about the competition part. Like, y'all won in my eyes. I mean, who do you know has a proclamation, a pledge, and a whole campaign? Like, that's dedication. And I feel like I don't know the criteria, but just in how you guys are talking about this, I feel like the criteria is here. And you guys have taken it all the way to, like, just out of the roof as far as showing your passion to the topic and showing how you can go above and beyond. So, again probably one of the most enlightening 1801 lives I've done this year. I know I have one more. So you'll, everyone who's watching, you'll see Contessa and hear Contessa again for the last one, as that would be my staff. But um, thank you guys so, so much for one, choosing uh, abnormal time. I know that we couldn't get our schedule together for a later time, but this was so beneficial. And I just want to give you all the chance to say your last piece before we end this episode. Follow us on Instagram at OnTheLineSC. You can also find our Digital Civility Pledge linked in the bio, short little Google form. And yeah, see your girls on campus. And yeah, follow us. Yeah, thank you so much, Hannah, for uh, having us. It was such a pleasure to be on here and talk about something that I know that we're all so passionate about. Um, definitely follow us, follow the pledge, get involved, share it with your friends. It's a community effort and it requires each and every one of us. Thank you so much for having us. Um, please, if you're watching, follow us, take the pledge, um, show your support for digital civility. And thank you so much for having us. Of course. And with that, that is the end. Oh, that is the end of this episode of 18 on Live. And so I will see you guys later this month in order to have the final episode where I am the host and hopefully we'll transition to have another bigger and better host for the next year within student government. But with that, thank you guys. And I will see y'all later. Bye.